Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Showing Up, a mini podcast by Mama Strong, which we really like to consider the imperfect human guide. No, we have to start over. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hi, everybody. It's Courtney and Jaya. We are here with another episode of our mini podcast, Showing Up, in which we talk about habits that stick or don't stick. And um, how we get there by being absolutely imperfect. Um, And this month, we are talking about streaking, which we wish was what you think it is, but it's not. Instead, (laughs) it is all about these habits and what it means to show up consistently for yourself on your terms, whether that's every day or every day-ish or, you know, once a month, whatever. We learn about our terms. So, um, that's what we're focusing on this month. And today, this episode is all about beginning again and self-forgiveness. You know, just a light topic today. <laughs> I've been big. Um, so yeah, I think, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, we're going to talk about our, we're going to confess a beginning again moment and kind of dive into that a little bit that we've, we've experienced. Yeah. Um, and yes, I am getting, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not getting over. I'm in the thick of the flu. So that's what you hear here. <laughs> and Jaya has a kid home sick. So yeah. And I'm getting yeah. sick. So we're just, we're in it. Yeah, we're in it. Um, okay. So I'm going to confess one of my beginning again moments. And I've had many because it's been 10 years and lots of things have happened. Um, and then Jaya's going to confess one of hers. So uh, I would say 2018, 17, 2000, 2018-ish. No, 2000, I don't, it doesn't matter. Around that time, <laughs> I, Mama Strong was like really about to implode. It was about to just be over. Like I had gone far enough in the hustle game and in the, you know, startup game and uh, had really just, it just, it should, it, a sane person would have just ended the thing. But um, fortunately, that's not what happened. But during that time, I was also, it was right around Hurricane Harvey. Um, I was just like that's really right. getting sober, sober for the first, for the second time. Like I, it just was a lot happening. I had moved to full, like there was so much going on. And I started experimenting with, um, trying to keep my job until I figured out how to close it down while also like not showing up at all for B15. So I would just like put up the OBGs. I think that's when they actually were invented when I was like, let's use an OBG, an oldie but goodie. And I had a few very sweet people kind of message me and be like, are you okay? Like there are four OBGs this week. And I'd be like, uh, yeah, totally, totally. Okay. And I, just didn't do anything and it felt great (laughs) I had other stuff that I needed to be dealing with I was kind of like I don't know about you but when you decide to stop a habit that's been good for you I have to go through this process of totally demonizing it first like I have to turn it in to the thing that is wrong with the whole world it can't just be like huh that's not really working for me it has to be like that is evil it is doing this to me it is terrible for me to actually walk away. So I was certainly demonizing the whole daily 15. 
in order for me to just take a pause. And uh, yeah, so then I ended up, you know, many, many, many weeks of these OBGs and just uploading them at the last minute and just feeling old. Well, I ha- when I when it became clear that Mama Strong was going to try to keep going, that the advice I was being given, the guidance I was being given was like, you got to you got to try. You got to you got to put it together and see what else is here. And you got to get some help to run. That's when this came in. Right. So, uh, I had to, I had to like, I had to get back on the mat and I had to find my way back there. Now I learned so quickly that for me personally, not having this daily ish touch point is misery. If I'm Mm -hmm. doing it like two days a week or one day a week, that one day a week becomes so huge, which we've already talked about. So uh, getting back into a daily thing felt like you were asking me to like, you know, do a dissertation every day for something I hadn't prepared for. Like I was, it was so much and my body actually felt okay, but was starting mm-hmm. to begin to feel very far away from me. Like very, very far away. So the, yeah. the physical part of it and the mental part of it was big. Like I just felt angry and I had like tantrums before I had to start, but you know, then you get back in it and you get going and Hey, life feels a lot better. And now this thing that helped you is suddenly not that big of a deal and actually really helps your life. Um, but yeah, it was that. Yeah. Yeah. But that is when, that is a major moment when I began again, there's been countless others, but that was a big one. Yeah. That's huge. Well, I just want to say hearing about that's so interesting because I didn't know that I, I was a member at the time, but I think I was a pretty, I I think I started in 2017. So I don't think that I would have like, it would have been super notable to me that it was an OBG. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so interesting. I'm like, do I remember that? I don't know. (laughs) It's also just so hard to imagine you you know, demonizing the daily practice, the daily show up, you know? Oh my God. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, similarly, I, uh, I've had a much more recent begin again. Um, I, so over this past summer, I filmed loaded and that was amazing. And I, it's like a project I'm very proud of. And when I was done filming loaded, this thing happened where, I did not want to do my own resistance training workouts <laughs> and I do not blame loaded. It just happens to have aligned with that. And I think it might have to do with how much time I was spending on camera doing it, like filming, you know, drafts and things like that. And I, maybe I just burned out a little bit, but something yeah. else happened at that time, which is that, and it's actually unrelated to loaded, which is that this compensation in my body that had sort of been building for a long time just exploded. And yeah, it's, it's too much to explain the the biomechanics of what was actually happening. But the result was that I was having this intermittent knee pain. And I know I've mentioned this probably in past episodes, knee pain for me is like, it's just the ultimate scary, scary pain. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just something, I mean, I think it maybe not always knee pain, but like anything that impacts your mobility and like that you feel when you walk, it's just so fundamental. And, um, oh man. And you know, people deal with this all the time, but I have been lucky and not had to 
much. Um, so with all of that, I, I had this program that I'd written. I have a whiteboard in the space where I do my resistance workouts down in my basement. And I'd written out this whole program. And it's a program that I did a couple years ago that I loved and it was like life-changing for me. It was just, you know, it, it was varied and it felt really good. And it kind of gradually got you into more challenge. And at the time, two years ago, it was awesome. And so I wrote out the whole program on my whiteboard and I was like, okay, it's here. I don't need to look in my phone. I don't need to like go find it. It's just here. I'm going to do it. And I, I had it up there on the whiteboard <laughs> and I just let it sit there. My whiteboard was just down there in my gym with the lights off. I was never going down there. <laughs> wow. And I realized at some point pretty recently that I had kind of started telling myself that story, that demonizing story where I was like, oh, my knee hurts. I know that it's because of this and that and this exercise and too much weight and all this stuff. And it just wasn't true. <laughs> yeah. It was not the reason I was having pain. It wasn't because of using equipment. It wasn't because of kettlebells or anything else. But I was telling myself that story because I didn't want to go face that whiteboard. Yes. And somewhat recently, like just actually about two weeks ago, I went downstairs and I erased it. You and did. I did. I erased the whole whiteboard. And, you know, I've got the program saved somewhere else. It wasn't that, you know, drastic that I erased the whiteboard. But the whiteboard had been this, like, really had been so meaningful at the time when I first wrote it out. Because I, it was like, I have no excuses. It's right here. I have everything I need. And then I was just not doing it. <laughs> so oh I went down and erased it. And I just looked at this completely blank whiteboard. And I yeah. realized that what I had to do from there was just think about what do I want to do? Like, what exercise do I want to do? Because Dang. I know exercise makes me feel good. And I know this type of exercise makes me feel good. But staring at this program and thinking about the number of times in the past where I had gone through those same exercises and yes. the things I'd been thinking and the sort of like shame I'd been feeling about this doesn't feel right today or this doesn't feel the same as it did last week this huge story and like baggage attached. Yes. So I looked at the whiteboard and I just like picked up my pen and I wrote out a workout for myself for the day, yes. for that day, yes. for that moment, what I wanted to do. These are the exercises I want to do. I did it. I loved it. Yes. <laughs> and you know, it's a completely different, it's a little scary for me because there's something about a plan. And I know this is this probably resonates for a lot of people. There's something about a plan that feels very comforting, knowing that, you know, you have a program, you have a plan, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but the daily, the just daily decision and, you know, choice to do what feels good and choice to like, let it be okay for each day to be different and maybe messy and maybe feel great one day and not the next. It yeah. just meant a lot. Um, yeah. And yeah, so now I've got my whiteboard downstairs with just one workout on it, and I'll probably erase it today and write a new one. Yeah, it's a really different kind of begin again for me because I had to kind of let go of this comfort that was weirdly mm -hmm. comforting, even though it was completely not effective. <laughs> totally, you know. <clears throat> yes. Wow, I so relate to that. And it, as you were talking, it kind of related to the thing that we wanted to talk about next before we we end this, which is how beginning again gives us practice 
with self-forgiveness. And I feel like self-forgiveness is practice. It's not like just something you suddenly decide to do. Like you have to really practice it. And for me, the beginning again process has taught me about it. And when when you were talking it, I had this image of um, when Wyatt, toddler Wyatt has, you can tell she's about to freak out about something. And she's like, whether, you know, you're in public or whatever, there's like, as a caretaker, you're like, no, 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 no. We're not going to go there. We're not going to walk through. We're not going to have all that happen. Right. And yeah, I find myself right before she freaks out wanting to distract or fix it or something. And I, yeah. I'm braced for it and I'll do everything in my power because my brain tells me if I move through this, something terrible is going to happen. Right. Like if I let her just be in her feelings and I uh, sit here with it. Something terrible is going to happen is right. Right. And what I've been practicing lately with her is um, when I feel that urge to like distract or fix her, you know, tantrum, I've been practicing breathing into it and just being present with her as she gets there. And the surprising thing is, is that she's able to move through it as long as I'm connected. And it mm-hmm. might not be pretty and she might not, it, her behavior may not change or things like that. But like, there's this piece that I find while I'm going through it that feels so helpful. It's like the thing that I thought was going to destroy me about all those feelings actually doesn't happen. And we move through something and it's okay. And she's learned I can have feelings and it doesn't destroy anybody, right? Right, um, yeah. But for me, I think with self-forgiveness, when I'm not practicing it by number one, accepting the fact that even, you know, your fitness professionals have to begin again, uh, Mm -hmm. that this is a very normal thing that happens. You know, we explained, you know, two events. I can, I could tell you over a hundred events of beginning again. (laughs) It happens every week, sometimes every day, sometimes every Mm -hmm. hour, but especially with exercise, it's so frequent. It's so normal. Yeah. But when I'm, when I'm not practicing the begin again, I'm standing right before the tantrum and I'm trying to fix it. I'm not letting myself go through it. So I'm not practicing self-forgiveness, but right. when I let myself move through like erasing the whiteboard or for me being like, okay, it doesn't matter that you just did all these OBGs. Uh, we're going to just, you know, I'm going to apologize. You're just going to stand up and you're going to get going again. Mm-hmm. Um, what I then discover is that that same sort of peace. I get to practice that self-forgiveness in a totally different way. Whereas like standing in front of it and trying to be nice to myself while I'm beginning again, just prevents me from even beginning again. It's like, right. I, I have to move. I have to practice by saying, okay, I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to erase the whiteboard. I'm just going to put my shoes back on and do this workout. Yeah. Even though I haven't been here. I haven't been present. Like that is the only way to get to self-forgiveness. I couldn't get there before by just standing on the edge of it and standing before it because it's a bunch of feelings and it feels all sorts of ways. But once I move through it, I have this new trust that like, I can do it again. It's a muscle I can flex. I know what it feels like um, when I'm doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know one of the things that I was thinking just about like what I took away from the begin again experience was clinging to I think this is sort of related to what you were saying too clinging to the artifacts right of what used to be is it feels like we're supposed to it feels like we're supposed to explain or 
make sense of it or have like a coherent story about why we stopped and why we came back and all these things. But sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to erase the whiteboard. <laughs> like sometimes yeah. you just have to, to push forward. And maybe there's a story you tell later, like we're doing now. <laughs> but yeah. at the time, it's it's just another obstacle to try to make it be to, to try to make it be, you know, profound and and a, have a story attached to it, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well. We encourage you all to practice this yourself, whether um, it's something you're doing every minute today or whether it's something you'll be doing next week and just see what it feels like to move through that begin again moment and make some discoveries along the way. Um, yeah, we'll be talking about it in our challenge group. So I think that's all we got for today. My voice says, yay, are you done talking, you crazy no. person? No more talking. <laughs> Have some no tea. more talking. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.